Well, it's been over a year and a half since Professor Daniel O'Connor and I have done a webcast together, and so much has happened since then. Well, joining me next now is Professor Daniel O'Connor on Countdown to the Kingdom. From the palatial studios in Elk Point, Alberta, where I am, and New York in New York State is Professor Daniel O'Connor. Hey, nice studio back there. Yeah, I moved. So you moved to a different province. I moved also. I moved uh, 10 feet away to a different room in my basement. Still in the palatial studios of Albany, New York. It's looking pretty good and you're looking great, man. It is so amazing uh, to be back with you again, Daniel. And, it is a um, joy and an honor to be back with you. It's been too long, hasn't it? It it has, and you know, Daniel, I I have to say, almost a day didn't go by where you didn't cross my mind, and I just mm, felt yeah. I missed you, and I thought, you know, we've got to get back together, yeah. and um, and God op- opened the door. I mean, you you left to focus on your PhD and your family. It was you know you were in the the, the last stages of it. And uh, it was about three, a month and a half ago, I, I just contacted you and I said, Daniel, I think it's time. And you told me, you can tell our audience. God closes some doors and opens <laughs> others. So this is the, as you guys can see, this is the door that opens. So the, what leads up to that is the door that closed. If you haven't read about it on my blog or elsewhere, I was kicked out of my PhD. So after four years of, of hard work on my PhD in philosophy, I'm still teaching philosophy as a professor at another college, but I'm... Um, where I was studying for my PhD, they rejected my request for an exemption from the COVID jab. No, just just flat out rejected. No, no appeals. No, nothing. No justice. Nothing. Just you're done. So that's uh, I'm wow. not the PhD student anymore. And I took that, however, as God's. You know, God's will is evident in all things. And I know that when He closes one door, He opens another one. And I think this is Him calling me back to focusing more on proclaiming heaven's messages for today, the signs of the times, looking into the signs of the times by the light of faith, and I'm happy to be back. And so there, that was a clear sign to both of us. I mean, that was, you know, amazing when you told me that. But then after I wrote you, Daniel, and this happened to you too, we both started getting letters from people. We hadn't made this public that we were getting back together. We both started getting letters from people saying, when are you guys getting back together? And and we love your videos and we miss you. I couldn't believe it. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. How do people know about this? What what are they sensing? And so something was happening in the body of Christ there, Same Daniel. Here. And Same we, pre- exact we thing happened here. Yeah. We're so grateful for people's support, your letters, uh, your love. And we're I mean, Daniel and I are just delighted to be servants of our Lord. We we love to be servants of his word. This is a real privilege for us. And uh, believe me, we we, we see it as a privilege in terms of being servants. and But one of those letters, Daniel, one of those letters we got came from a young man, Patrick McKendry from Australia. And he said, I love the show. He says, I have autism, he said. and, and uh, But I do, he said, uh, a really mean, uh, you know, impersonation of you and Daniel. And he sent us a video and we watched it. And I, I think he's right. Uh, he... Daniel, he nails you. So without further ado, Patrick said, go ahead, you can show it. So we're going to show you. This is Patrick McKendry, especially doing Professor Daniel O'Connor. Hello, I'm Mark Mallet from CountdownToTheKingdom.com and TheNowWare.com. And I have now Professor Daniel O'Connor. 
Hey, welcome to the show, Daniel. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Great to be here as always. That's so true, Daniel. We could all see this is happening right now, Daniel. The greatest prayer over 2,000 years will not go unanswered. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's so true, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark, Patrick, I mean, for, for agreeing with me that the, yeah. the greatest prayer will not go unanswered. I think I should just, I, all he needs is a is a beard and um, some glasses and no one will be able to tell the difference. I'm going to hire him, in fact. You have a so double I don't now. have to go give talks anymore. Just yeah. send him, send no, Patrick, you, you, you nailed him. And uh, But, you know, Patrick, I, I think I do a better Patrick than, than he does me. So, Patrick McKendry, thank you for doing your impersonation of Mark Mallet. And especially Dr. <laughs> Professor Daniel O'Connor. <laughs> now, now we're going to have an impersonation of an impersonation of an impersonation. <laughs> That's right. my, I, I won't even try an Australian impersonation. My son, uh, my, my eight-year-old son, he does a really good Australian accent. I won't even try because <laughs> I'll make a fun of him. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you, Patrick. We, were, we had yeah, such we a good you, laugh. Patrick. And I think he enjoyed it. Yeah, we love you, Patrick. But uh, he, actually, Patrick, um, is that's a good cue because you, while you were gone, uh, mm -hmm. it was time for me, actually. I worked, um, I mean, it was still a blessed time because I was able to focus on what was happening in the world with the whole pandemic and everything. And, and that enabled me to do this documentary following the science. I began a website called waiting, uh, waitaminute.ca. And, and thousands of hours of research went into all of this, Daniel, and it really uh, gave me the, uh, I guess, the, the understanding uh, and the, the, the foundation for what is happening and what is coming now in the world. So that's been invaluable. And, uh, mm -hmm. and while you were gone also, though, you weren't working just on your PhD, but you came out with a new book. Yeah, I guess we both needed a bit of time to focus on on some other projects that God was calling us to for for Mark his excellent documentary. I was uh, focusing on my book Thy Will Be Done, which uh, is you can just do a Google or an Amazon search for Thy Will Be Done Daniel O'Connor and hopefully it'll come up. And this is something that uh, my heart is in, and I know Mark's heart is in that this is the summary of everything. Mm -hmm. where we're, we're proclaiming to you the signs of the times in light of heaven's messages and what's going on in the world. But all of this is a preparation for the fulfillment of the greatest prayer, the climax of the greatest prayer, the core of our faith. Mm -hmm. if, you want to say, if you want to find the absolute core of our faith, where would you look except the one and only prayer that our Lord Jesus Christ taught and commanded us to pray, the Our Father, which reaches its climax in thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Too many Christians have failed to realize that that is a promise and a prophecy. And 2,000 years later, we are now at the cusp of the fulfillment of that prophecy, but not without our cooperation. Hence, yeah. our exhortations to you in these webcasts. And Jesus talks about this in the, the writings, the 36 volumes to Servant of God, Louisa Picaretta. I've been meditating on them every day now for... Uh, I guess it'd be a couple of years now, and I, um, you know, it's amazing because Jesus is so excited 
waiting for this time for this to be revealed. Because as the Catechism teaches, that all creation is being brought to perfection. And so everything, in a sense, is returning now to the Father from the fiat. Everything is coming back now to the Father. And so the perfection of creation and and for man to be returned, in a sense, to that primordial state of living in the divine will, that is kind of the the epitome. And that's really the sanctity of sanctities, as as, as, um, Jesus says to Louise. And you read about this in the book of Revelation, in the book of Ephesians. St. Paul says that the, the bride of Christ is being prepared to be spotless and unblemished. And there's nothing more being unblemished than when our human will is fused, is one with the divine will. And there, no more does the human will produce its own little fruits, but now the human will with the divine will are producing eternal fruits. And uh, it, it's really a science. What Louisa has been given is the science of the divine will, and it's extraordinary. And we're going to be unpacking it in the era of peace to come. But we have to go, Daniel, through these labor pains. Mm-hmm. And and right now, Daniel, it's happening. Right. It's, it's it's happening ha- in front of our eyes right now. Everything yeah. that you and I have talked about, the the seals of the book of Revelation, we, we've shown you this graphic so many times. Um, this is this is. I guess what I'm, what I want to say, Daniel, is it, to me it's literal. It, yeah. I'm starting I mean, to see the book of Revelation. Obvious that it's literal now. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the chapter six in the book of Revelation is is literal. And, and if I may, Daniel, I just going to recap. For me, this ministry began 17 right. years ago with a now word the Lord gave me, and I was just I was out on the prairies. I was watching a storm rolling in. And as I saw this storm coming in, I I sensed the Lord speak in my heart a very clear word. There's a great storm coming upon the earth like a hurricane. And several days later, I opened up the book of Revelation to chapter 6 in the book of Revelation. And as I began to read the opening of the seven seals of Revelation, I sensed the Holy Spirit speak in my heart and say, This is the great storm. And so, Daniel, we, you know, as we, I said to you, we, we're seeing it, it, it happening now, and I'm re- beginning to see that chapter now. It, I was interpreting it kind of more metaphorical, symbol, but it's happening. And we, we yeah. want to just re- talk about that right now as we go back to that graphic ab- about what we're seeing happening in the world right now. Daniel, the first seal, we've talked about that, is right. perhaps the time of mercy that we've lived in. And by the way, everything we're talking about right now is on our website at uh, countdowntothekingdom.com and if you go to the website there you can you can click on our uh, our timeline at countdown to the kingdom and you will see uh, this graphic and you'll see different tabs now if if my if my connection was And real quick there. while you're queuing that up just yeah. speaking of literalness if you, uh, Mark and I are recording this now as an enormous hurricane for the first time in decades and decades is hitting the Gulf Coast of Florida. So Mark and I uh, were, were praying very much for the, the people of Florida and, and Cuba and, and everyone else affected by this hurricane. But it's just one of so many signs of the times that yeah. this, um, this, this thing we've been looking at symbolically, this hurricane, is suddenly on this day that we're pointing out that it's happening. This, Mark and I didn't plan this to coincide with a major hurricane hitting the United States. This is just so many... Uh, one of the many signs that God is giving us to try and wake us up 
to impel us to repent and convert while there's still time in this window of opportunity mm-hmm. that's opened up that, that we don't think will last for very long. So yeah, let's, let's take a look at those seals, Mark. Well, the, and again, this is all explained on our website. You you can click on uh, you can click on those tabs uh, that you see on the screen there. You can see the first seal, then it, you go to the second seal, uh, you can go to the third seal, and so on. And so we're gonna we we've gone into detail on the kind of what's behind all of these seals. So we're but so we're just gonna recap them now, uh, since we've already had webcasts. If you go to our website, look at our videos, you'll see that Daniel and I have talked about the seven seals of Revelation. But you know that first seal, the time of mercy, the second seal is is this red rider on the horse who who takes peace away from the from the world and and the world is given this sword and people begin to slaughter one another, says Saint um, says Saint John. We've already seen that I think to a certain degree with the release of bioweapons in the world. And of course peace has divided we we've seen families so divided, Daniel and split apart and people so many people write me still and say my family won't talk to me because i didn't get the thing you know mm-hmm. it's horrible it's heartbreaking to see what has happened but now daniel we're on the verge of nuclear war yeah and mark and i we discussed you know it was a, a couple of years ago now when we did most of these webcasts we're not trying to vindicate ourselves here we're looking at the vindication of scripture and heaven's messages to the seers today you see everything that we had warned about that that drawing again not from our word but from heaven's word yeah happening in ways that speaking for myself maybe mark saw all this but <laughs> happening in ways that even i wouldn't have guessed would be this explicit and soon and obvious these seals opening up out of nowhere russia just explodes throughout ukraine and the prophecies have said that's not going to stop there that the, this is a harbinger of World War III, and Pope Francis even has repeatedly said, I, I, I lost track of the number of times he said this, in fact, that World War III, with this invasion, it's already started. And I think mm-hmm. he's right. I think I don't know what exactly the date is, but in future days we'll look back and say that World War III started at some date that is already in the past now. Yeah. So that's what we've been warning about. And now it's happening. And this is a harbinger, of course, of nuclear war. Putin has been backed into a corner. The U.S., all of the insane amount of weapons we've shipped over to Ukraine, the U.S., that seems to have guaranteed that he, look at your screen there, that his nuclear threats are all that's left. It's almost like the West and NATO has pushed. And I'm not defending Putin, but I know he's done evil things. I'm not. De- there, there seems to be no good guys left on the world scene. But he's been pushed into this corner. And the West, it seems, is guaranteed that he's stuck in this corner. And I, for one, don't think that he's going to get out of that corner except by use of nuclear weapons, which seems almost like a foregone conclusion now, which, again, is exactly what we should have expected if we were taking the prophecies seriously right. for the last several years. Right. And, you you know, people are familiar with uh, Father Michel Rodrigue. He's a Canadian priest. Uh, from Quebec, uh, here in Canada, and uh, he's one of the seers that we are discerning with the church. Uh, we on Countdown of the Kingdom aren't making any declarations on the authenticity of seers. That's the job of the bishop. But uh, F- Father Michel has made several prophecies, some of them quite dramatic, and so we're, we're still discerning them. But, I mean, he said some things that I think are really in line with, with the prophetic consensus, which is why we continue to discern what he said, but he he spoke of I think seven nuclear missiles hitting the United States. I mean this this mm-hmm. is horrifying. But brothers and sisters, God will not be mocked. 
It says in Galatians, you will reap what you sow. And as long as we continue to abort babies like we are, it's now over 30 million so far by this late September 2022. 30 million babies being aborted in in the womb. This is like seeds that we are planting and now they are coming to bloom in harvest. That's that's per year, right? That's per year. Per year. Since abortion was legalized. So that's if you multiply that out. It's been about a billion, but you can't even fathom the amount of blood, literally, and I'm speaking literally, in the soil crying out to God for vengeance. Yeah. Aborted babies since it was first legalized by the USSR in 1920. A a billion murdered children over a century. And and thanks be to God, we've seen seen some victories, especially the huge one in America with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. But this is just another separation of the wheat and the chaff, the sides. The fence is being shaken, and there are going to be very few left on it soon. We see like states like God have mercy on us in New York. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got my godless so-called Catholic governor, and this is happening in other states as well, like California, begging people to come to our to this state from other states to get abortions because they're now illegal in in more sane yeah, states. And, and and your Catholic prime minister or president and my Catholic yeah. prime minister, what are these Catholic men doing? And, uh, I mean, this is part of the crisis, Daniel, right now, is that we're really not seeing, and I'm not just trying to to lay it on the hierarchy. I mean, we laymen have to speak up, too, uh, but the church needs to, with a resounding voice, not just one little bishop here and there, but with a resounding voice, call these people, because it's a public scandal, when these men stand on the camera and say, I'm a practicing Catholic, and I will defend abortion and start quoting the Gospels as if it's in their favor. This is upside down and it's it's diabolical. It's what Sister Lucia said at Fatima, a diabolical disorientation. It's sacrilege. Yeah. And, and that she said that the final battle, and I'm sure most of you have heard this quote, the mm-hmm. final battle between the Lord and Satan that will be over marriage and the family. And that this this is the definitive issue, she said. And clearly it is. And when I look at what's going on in the world today, I, I, and I pray about why is God allowing this? And I think, it's, and also abortion, yes, but when I also look at the transgender stuff going on, we are literally slicing up children's bodies in sacrifice to this diabolical LGBT agenda. Mm-hmm. I want that, and this is really coming to light, especially now. I think I speculate that God is allowing this to really come to light right now so that none of us complain when the chastisements really pick up so that none of us dare say why god why you can't get to a more fundamental level of error than rejecting human nature as male and female and the nature of the, the nature of marriage sex gender biology this is basic natural law stuff that no one has a right to not know because it's written on our hearts the fact that we've gotten to this point today means that there's really nothing left to wait for for the chastisements to start this can't go on you know what jesus said he said it would be better that a millstone be tied around your neck and thrown into the ocean than for you to cause one of these little ones to sin 
And I'm telling you right now, Daniel, the millstone is enormous, that this generation is wrapping around its neck. And it's not that God wants to punish us. It's not that God, he doesn't. Jesus said to St. Faustina, Jesus said, I- I'm aching. My heart is burning to pour out mercy upon this generation, but people just don't want to trust in me. He said, mm-hmm. I-, I sent prophets with thunderbolts in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, but now he says, I'm sending my mercy, but it's people don't want it. Right. And it's so- all love. It, this is all love. It's God's permissive will and his ordained will. It's purely love. All the chastisements coming, it's because he's trying to save us from the fires of hell. I mean, I, I think of what Jesus said to Louisa, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'll go by memory. He said, I would eviscerate myself. I would, in other words, I would turn, I would rip out my organs mm-hmm. to not see my children stricken by chastisements. If I allow this, it is because it is the absolute last resort to save them from the fires of hell. Oh, Daniel, I've been reading, uh, <laughs> I think it's volume 16 in Louisa's writings, and it, it, it's actually remarkable how much the Divine Will writings, how much it involves Jesus doing reparation uh, in, in his, you know, when he when he was in his flesh here on earth. But, but but doing that reparation and then inviting Louisa and, of course, other victim souls to do reparation for what is coming. And now I think we are living in those days. Because if you look at some of the descriptions that Louisa describes of coming chastisements, we're in it right now. Times yes. of confusion and so on. And, um, you know, let me just say, before we move on maybe to the next seal, is I watched a video the other day. I can't remember the name of the pastor and, you know, God is speaking to evangelical Christians. You know, Catholics don't have the corner on God. There are people out there who are evangelical Christians who are deeply in love with the Lord, who are deeply gifted in the Lord, and in many cases, far better uh, Christians than many of us Catholics. And this one pastor, he said that he had visions from the Lord, and he saw seven nuclear missiles hitting America. And I recalled well. Father Rodrigue. So there was a confirmation, perhaps, from another Protestant. So this is where we're at. This is where we're at. We're praying to God that we do not see a nuclear holocaust. But you know what, Daniel? The seer, the American seer Jennifer, who we have on Countdown to the Kingdom, she has several writings where Jesus has said to her that the chastisements coming, many millions will be taken in the blink of an eye. And so he stresses how important it is that we are in a state of grace. In fact, the very first word, brothers and sisters, that the Lord gave me to write 17 some years ago on the now word, it was a simple one word, prepare, prepare. And the words that followed were to be in a state of grace. And we need to be detached, Daniel, from the world. We just need to be prepared. In fact, John Paul II, remember Daniel, he was asked by the German uh, pilgrims at Fulda, Germany. He was asked about the third secret of Fatima and he says, Well, there's no sense talking about, he said, about events that will come in which millions of people will die from one moment to the next. Um, Father Michael Scanlon confirmed that John Paul II said that. So, we're not trying to scare you, but you you know what? It's kind of serious that God's been sending his mother to earth. And I've often said this, she's not coming to have tea with her children. She's coming to call you and I to repentance and it starts with one soul at a time don't look around the world look at yourself tonight as you listen to daniel and i look at yourself and say what do i need to do today to put myself back in a state of grace which means to be not living in mortal sin prepare to see him that is, is the bottom line here you're going to see jesus you look at my background the divine mercy image there. you're going to see him soon whether it's your death 
or the warning. I don't know. But I know that both that one or the other of those things for you is very close. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to see him? If you love him, if you trust him, if you trust in his divine mercy, if you're striving to live in his will, then you're ready. You, you may not be perfect, and then the encounter itself may still be a purging experience, as I'm sure it will be for, for me. Because, boy, do I need, uh, I'm a knucklehead and I need to grow a lot. But if we're striving, then we're at least ready. If you're, if you're striving to, re, to live in the divine will, which as a prerequisite presupposes that you are repenting of your mortal sins yeah. and, and striving to be rid of all venial sin as well, of course, as Mark said. But your mortal sins especially, that destroys your friendship with God in your soul. That destroys a life of sanctifying grace in your soul. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever these grave sins you're clinging to right now because you think it's, it's too hard to be rid of it or you think your life would have to change too much to be rid of it, I assure you that is a lie that Satan is speaking directly to your mind right now. It is easy. Whoever you are, in the blink of an eye, you can be returned to friendship with God by making a true act of perfect contrition and a fixing in your mind to be done with those sins. Yes, get to confession as soon as you can indeed. Uh, but God can forgive you in a minute, in a moment, this moment. If you just right now, just pause this video and just get in your knees and beg him for his mercy. Say, Jesus, I repent of my of this fornication or pornography mm-hmm. or, or adultery or whatever, whatever of these grave matters is keeping you from true friendship with him. Mm-hmm. It's not worth clinging to one second longer. Be rid of it and then your life can begin anew this second, Saint, nothing Saint Paul, is stopping you. St. Paul says, I consider all things rubbish compared to knowing Jesus Christ. We've had people go to their deaths, martyrs, millions throughout the centuries because they knew Jesus Christ. You'd have to be an idiot to just believe in an idea and think that this idea would be worth to give up your life. But no, there's an encounter with Jesus that happens to those who open their heart to him in faith. I, I've, in, I've experienced Jesus. When atheists tell me God doesn't exist, I laugh. Jesus is more real to me than my own breath. He's real. I So many times, even this past week, Daniel, I've just been in it's so much oppression before this webcast, getting ready for this time for you and I to be reunited and I would go into prayer, and I can't even explain how Jesus lifts me up and gives me enough strength. As it says in the, I think it's Isaiah or maybe the Psalms, that he renews us and lifts us up like on eagle's wings, you know. Mm-hmm. I will raise you up as on eagle's wings. It doesn't matter how many, it doesn't matter if this is the millionth time you've tried to pick yourself up again. That's, God is he's more than happy to have that, this be the time. Mm-hmm. He's, it doesn't, it's completely irrelevant how many falls you had before this moment. This moment can be the actual starting point of your new life in Christ, Amen. your new life in His grace, in striving to live in His will. But listen, and that that's dial that's that's urgent and yes. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah, no, no I'm I'm an expert at cutting you off. People always send me emails. <laughs> please, and no, please me. do. <laughs> I need to be. But no, I was going to say, Daniel. Yeah, because we want to we want to keep moving forward. That we need to take it serious because. These other seals are being opened, and they're being opened, I think, definitively. And and Daniel, we're seeing the third seal right now, which, it, it, you know, again, go. you can go and read this in Scripture, Revelation chapter 6, in which St. John describes, basically, hyperinflation. And we're seeing this right now all over the world, hyperinflation. Things are increasing in cost all over the world, milk, food, g- uh, gasoline, uh, natural gas. 
Europe is heading into a major crisis right now with, of course, what's going on with Russia. And we're seeing hyperinflation, which is leading us to economic collapse. We're seeing the uh, English economy collapsing. The Canadian economy has been struggling. This is all happening. So that's the third seal. The fourth seal, Daniel. Famine, plague, the sword. A storm as perfect as this can only be planned. Whether we, we don't know exactly who or what, but we do know that this is all a preparation for, you know, orchestrated by the devil. We're not claiming to know exactly who's the good and the bad guy, but we can look as the Catechism in Vatican II says that the signs of the time is by the light of faith. Look at the book of Revelation, look at what heaven is saying and see that this is it. It's happening. Now they called this a conspiracy two years ago when Mark and I were talking about this and now no one denies that it's happening. There's hyperinflation. Happening. That's right. It's before our eyes. You don't have to look at prophecy anymore. You can just look at the news and see what's mm -hmm. happening. Or you can just go to the store and see the things you used to buy a few years ago are now two or three times as expensive. And this is just the beginning, I'm afraid. Right. Jesus said, he said, there will be earthquakes and rumors of nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines and plagues from place to place. He said plagues, not plague. And of course, now monkeypox is the new thing. And, and I mean, it's, it's almost, la it, you almost have to laugh, Daniel. But it's not funny, but in some ways it's comical because now, you know, I was reading an article the other day about how they're saying, well, you know, in order to reduce emissions in the planet, a lockdown every two years would be in order. Well, now they're talking about climate lockdowns. And, right. you know, you're going to start locking down people. You're going to destroy the economy. But you listen, this is the they motto. It's the motto of your president. His, mm -hmm. When he ran for the election, he said his motto was build back better. Well, Daniel, you can't build back better unless you destroy what's there. You can't reset everything unless you... Smash it yeah. down, you have a great yeah, like The Freemasonry motto, right? Order from chaos. Order of chaos, that's right. Meaning they have to create the chaos. So, and that, and we will say, we will identify, Daniel, that because the popes have done eight popes, or I think it's over two, three hundred documents, where there's been a papal condemnation of Freemasonry because it's a widespread conspiracy to overturn the, the, the whole political order and especially the church. And, and replace everything with, with naturalism, said Pius XI. And this is what you are seeing right now. So when you look at the World Economic Forum, Daniel, and their plans, Jesus isn't mentioned. God isn't at the center of the, this whole plan. You know, by 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And, you know, of course, the fact checkers all try and downplay this. But this is exactly the plan. It's really what it is, is exactly what Our Lady warned, Daniel, communism is returning not returning as we saw it in russia or even north korea it's returning now with a green hat with right. green uh, you know these green policies and green economics to redistribute the wealth and we heard this said from from people high up in the in the whole climate change movement saying this isn't about environmentalism it's about redistributing the world's wealth and now is the moment to seize it yeah, I mean, they, they achieved much of their objectives through COVID, the laying down of the infrastructure of the Antichrist that with the, the, the vaccine passports and, and the lockdowns and so many other things, they were really paving the way for the reign of the Antichrist, but they couldn't complete everything. So now that, COVID, now that even the most deluded minds are finally admitting that that's kind of in the rear view mirror now, COVID, they're looking to the next tyranny. And what will the next tyranny be? There will be several. But I have no doubt that one of the greatest tyrannies now it will be the whole zero carbon tyranny. 
hmm. where they are trying this is even more perm this is they can even get even deeper into the roots of society by claiming that there is something evil with emitting carbon as as if that as and that's how god made god tied our very life on earth to carbon emissions you think about heating with needing to burn wood and, and lighting and cooking and and farming all of this is intrinsically tied to major carbon emissions which are good that's how god made us so this whole zero carbon initiative is doubtless the next stage in this effort to bankrupt us to destroy solidarity to destroy subsidiarity to destroy you know small farmers and things like that yeah. to make us completely dependent on these technologies that flow only from big corporations and central governments will be completely dependent upon them soon if they have their way and once we're completely dependent upon them the we and by we i mean the people at large please don't be among this we that i'm saying now we will beg for the mark of the beast hmm. to get what we need to buy or sell as the book of revelation says what about when you're hungry because a famine is coming. A famine is coming. It's in the, the prophecies. It's in the book of Revelation. It's in the Gospels. Jesus speaks about these times and a famine. Com it's coming. And, our, the, you know, our lady's been asking. She's been saying to people, you need to prepare. Stock your shelves. And, you know, uh, Daniel and I have kind of downplayed a little bit the physical preparations because some people just go crazy with it. And they're totally focused on storing up weapons and food. And but you know, there's a part, there, there is a certain common sense. You can see famines coming. Why wouldn't you store up a certain amount of food and water and medicine, whatever you need? That's common sense and do it. And beyond that, as we've always said to people, beyond that, remember, food is easy for Jesus. <laughs> he can multiply right. food. So have a little bit and he can take mm -hmm. care of that. But famine is coming. And so these are things that we need to be prepared for. The, the heart, the hardships that are coming right now, and we've been warned. And and Daniel, this is where it really starts getting into. We start getting into the fifth seal. You know, the fifth seal is about the the souls beneath the altar crying out to God and saying, "How much longer? How much longer?" But maybe it refers to the martyrs right now who are suffering as they see the confusion happening in the church. Number ten. We note that pluralism and differences in religion, skin color, gender, race, and language are expressions of the wisdom of God's will in creation. Thus, any incidence of coercion to a particular religion and religious doctrine is unacceptable. This joint document is saying basically that all religions, that the diversity of religions are willed by God. Mm -hmm. And this is, and if you mean permissive will, then sure. But if you meet permissive will, then that's a pointless thing to say because everything that happens is by definition part of his permissive will because nothing can possibly happen outside of God's permissive will. God does not affirmatively will that anyone believe in an error. And let me tell you this, every single religion in the face of the planet other than the true church of Jesus Christ yeah. has errors. You think that God wants people to believe error? No, he doesn't. He wants every soul alive to be incorporated into his mystical body, the Catholic Church. So we are being begged, above all in Scripture, of course, by the saints, by tradition, by magisterium, unanimously, but also by heaven's messages today. We're being begged to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim faith in Jesus Christ. And this is the very opposite of at least the sense that people are getting from the Vatican today, which is 
it doesn't matter. What's good, what, we know all different paths up the same mountain. Mm -hmm. Diabolical lie. It's more important now than ever before in history for us to proclaim and evangelize boldly. We have to remember what, you, what it says in Scripture. There's no other name under heaven by which we are saved but the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other name. Jesus is the gateway. He's the door. And so it's with joy that we as Christians tell others that, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to the Father. And so, Daniel, I think it would be appropriate right now to recall what Pope Paul VI said in his document, Evangelii Nuntiandi. It would certainly be an error to impose something on the consciences of our brethren. So, here he's talking about coercion, okay? But to propose to their consciences the truth of the gospel and salvation in Jesus Christ with complete clarity and with a total respect for the free options which it presents, far from being an attack on religious liberty, is fully to respect that liberty. The respectful presentation of Christ and his kingdom is more than the evangelizer's right. It is his duty. And I, I'm, I tell you, Daniel, I'm, I'm certain that's going to be called coercion and we will be hauled before courts for breaking human rights because I, I think if this document doesn't go clear it's not clarified but well it's too late it's it's been signed and the world yeah. now believes that we shouldn't we can all just stay in our own lanes mm -hmm. and and don't you dare but this is what our lady says she says my children teach your children the recitation of the holy rosary and then she says my children i ask you to go through the world's streets to proclaim the gospel tell everyone that jesus will soon return and that you must be prepared mm -hmm. and i just love how simple that is and that's been that that's been the fundamental exhortation of my whole apostolate for many years now but like my blog the top banner for years has been he's coming if we can just get my apostle divine missionaries of mercy i go out in the streets i pray the rosary i wear a divine mercy image pin it's so simple i've got my master's in theology my status as a professor of comparative religion all that do you know how much i use that on the streets when i'm proclaiming this zero you don't need anything all you need is willingness to be able to be willing to be ready to proclaim this message what he's coming soon you wear this uh, divine mercy image, maybe, on your on your shirt. You, you you have some divine mercy image cards, maybe, ready to hand out. And when people ask you, you say, God bless you to people. You have, do not ever underestimate how much God can work through the tiniest seed yeah. that you sow, if you're willing. And you if know, they ask you what's going on, you say, Jesus, he's coming soon, yeah. but he wants us to trust him first. Amen. Can you do that? This image will change your life. So easy. But Jesus needs people willing to do that. I love this from Paul VI. He says, It's not enough that the Christian people be present and be organized in a given nation, nor is it enough to carry out an apostolate by way of good example. They are organized for this purpose. They are present for this, to announce Christ to their non-Christian fellow citizens by word and example, and to aid them toward the full reception of of Christ. Sorry, that's the Second Vatican Council. And it says Damn. so explicitly, it is not good example. That's necessary. Don't think you can evangelize without it. But it says right there, it is not enough. So not don't enough. believe anyone who says that the only way you can evangelize is by your example. That is a lie. That's right. It's a lie. 
Pay attention in your heart. Start to listen to the Holy Spirit. Look for those moments. I was thinking the other day, we were talking about all the things going on here in Canada, the loss of our freedoms, the absurdity of the mandates and these things that are going on. And it was a group of people I'd never met before. I didn't know their faith. And the one girl, we were talking about the diabolicalness of this gender confusion. And I looked at the teenager and I said, I said, you need to be close to Jesus. Stay close to Jesus. And it was just... I don't know where she was at, but it's just little things like that. If we're paying attention to the Holy Spirit, we're dropping seeds. And when it's the Word of God, that will not ret- that will return to Him, not void, but it will return to Him with an effect. So, as an evangelizer, know as our as um as our lady said to Pedro Regis here, she said, "You are important." This is on September twenty seventh. She says, "You are important for the realization of my plans." Be obedient. Know that your time is short. Do not put off what you have to do until tomorrow. And in the, the recent message from Our Lady of Medjugorje, she tells us how to do this, how to be important in the world. She says, be joyful seekers of God and witnesses of love without bounds. I'm with you, little children, and anew I'm calling all of you. Take care, courage, and bear witness to the good works that God is doing in and through you. Yeah, and this message, this this message that we're trying to present to you, it's not ours; it's heaven's. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely blunt about what is happening in the world, but it is a message of hope and of joy and of peace. But Our Lady is very clear. She said, "Satan wants war and peacelessness." She says, "This this peace is threatened." because of Satan's desires for war. And if you look at what's going on in the world, you see that he's largely getting what he wants. But that's not going to be the case definitively. He's going to get what he wants for a time. And he's mm-hmm. he's throwing a real fit right now. Why? Because he knows the prophecies. He knows them better than Mark and I do. So he knows that his time is short. Yeah. He knows that he's going to be cast down into the pit, that Our Lady's Immaculate Heart will triumph, that, he will, that she will crush his head. That's why this is a message of such hope And you can approach your task as a soldier, as a child of the king and the queen, with such confidence that the victory is assured. You're not going out there proclaiming the word, wondering if this is going to work or not. You're going out there absolutely certain of the victory and certain that as long as you choose the right side, you will partake in that victory. So please go about it with that joy and that peace and that love and that hope, even while being brutally honest. Yeah. about the state of apostasy and sin and evil in the world. Hey, look, y- y'all got to just practice anyway, because what's coming up is the sixth seal. And so uh, what we've described here, you know, a lot of people say to me, oh, man, especially North Americans, <laughs> they say, oh, man, the warning's got to happen any time now. I mean, look at the world. There's a lot to happen, Daniel, before the sixth seal, which we've talked about in previous webcasts, which is the warning. When everyone on earth for a short period of time will see their souls as if they're standing before God in a final judgment. And well, it, you know, and hopefully in an upcoming webcast, we'll be able to convince you of the imminence of this warning based on the prophecies and the signs we're seeing now, which are making it really obvious that this is coming so soon and that we need to prepare for it now. Proclaiming the divine mercy, proclaiming the divine will. Tell people that the Our Father means exactly what it says, that his will will triumph that they must repent to be ready for that. After the warning, it, it, you need to get your soul ready for this so that your head isn't spinning. After the, you know, There's going to yeah. be people who are just nursing their wounds after the warning. You need to be ready to be among those who will be the greatest evangelists in history. 
in that Amen. period after the warning, but also that period right now leading up to it. You need to prepare to be a martyr. I know that scares people, but you need to prepare to be a martyr. The other day I was sitting on my deck, Daniel, and I had such a beautiful sense of joy and anticipation of being a martyr. And I don't know if that's my plan, but you know, Jesus says, and we'll close on this, Luke 6, chapter 22. Blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. Daniel, my brother, it's been a fantastic joy to be reunited with you again, and we will be back again soon. Thank you, Daniel. I love you. I know this audience loves you. Thank you for coming back. I love you. God bless you all. Thank you for watching. Stay tuned. See you again. God bless you. God bless you.